And last night, because we, uh, we've got a bit of jet lag, uh, we wake up in the middle of the night because we're in the opposite time of the world. And Evangeline came in our bed this morning. I said, oh, you can come in between me and mum. She goes, because I was actually just leaning over with my arm around Ruth in the bed. And we're not going to get too much more detail than that, Carmel. Don't worry. It's all right. <laughs> I said, Evangeline, you jump in the middle. She said, no, Dad. He said, I actually like to see you and mum cuddling. I'll just go on this side of the bed. I love it when you guys love each other. You know? On the very rare occasion, sometimes Ruth might have an argument with me, you know? But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, we're all right. <laughs> Praise God. We have a good father. Wow. Let's pray, eh? Father, we thank you that you're our dad. And we stand here in your presence, Father. And we just thank you that we stand in the place on the rock of Christ where there is perfect acceptance with you, where you delight over us, you rejoice in us, your heart is towards us, Father. And we just think that is so special, that you care for us so much. And Father, today we just pray that you would reveal your glory to us in a, in a greater way. And Father, we pray that we might receive greater security as we recline back into your loving embrace today, Father. And that you'd really touch each one of our hearts and that you'd bless the word today. And that you'd speak to our hearts, Father. And lead us into all that you have for us. Father, you have great dreams in your heart for your kids. And Father, we just want to enter into everything that you've planned for us. And we know there's much more. We're leaders in our nation here today, Father. Raise us up. Empower us further. Thank you for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. The comforter. And we feel great comfort as we come together. And the Spirit hovers over us and flows from within us, Father. And Lord, as you're present, King of kings and Lord of lords, we're comforted this morning and we're so blessed. And we honor you, our God. And we honor you, Lord. You are our King. And we just humbly bow in your presence and exalt and magnify your name, the name above all names, Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, your royal majesty. We declare your glory in the house. Amen. Amen. Wow. The Father's heart. I love that. I love that. Our Father has such a heart towards us. Praise his name. You know, many in this world are without a real father. Perhaps, they, uh, perhaps they've lost their father, or perhaps they haven't had a, a very good dad, and they've, they've had, a, had an orphan spirit uh, within, and they feel all alone in life. Many people are like that around us today, with only a, a third of the people uh, getting married these days, and, and uh, many getting divorced and remarried. It's just chaos out there. And there's many heart, people aching, many people feeling alone. And... Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they're grasping at wealth and at fame and, and acceptance. They want to be accepted. You know, we are so, so privileged. They even want things their own way. But we say here, we, we, we stand in the place of acceptance here at Excite. We say, Lord, have your way, not our way. What a place of blessing. I, I don't know if we fully understand how blessed we are this morning. We have a loving, wonderful, heavenly Father. You know, it's a bit like the old, you know, some have had, um, they've had a good father. They've, had, they've been brought up in, with good parents, and yet they still have perhaps an orphan spirit. And they still feel alone, and they still feel unworthy. And it's a bit like the older brother in the story of the prodigal son who stood without, and yet the younger brother came in and was blessed, and there was a party. We're like, probably here like the younger brother. 
We've been away from God, but we've come back and he's received us in and he's blessed us. And we're having a party here as we come together as the people of God because we're experiencing perfect love, love that casts out all fear. And our God is so passionate about us. He's our dad. I really enjoyed what Dave Ramsey shared last week about his father and how that his father chose to be with, with his, with his uh, children rather than chasing after fame. There was a wonderful uh, testimony of his father having the right things uh, prominent in his life there. Our families are so precious. As we get older, we appreciate that more and more. I appreciate my family and my wife and my children far more now than I did uh, years ago. And I appreciate you guys here far more now than perhaps I did when we started out. And God's growing us in our appreciation as we enjoy his love more and more. We can share it uh, with one another. You know, God is a, is a perfect uh, father to us. He is an absolute perfect father. And it's not good enough for us to ask, do you believe in God? What is more important is what kind of God do you believe in? What kind of God do you believe in? Do you believe he's there with a big stick or do you believe he's there with a loving embrace? I want to title my message today, At Home with God. At Home with God. I want to ask that question, are you at home with God? Do you feel just totally accepted, totally blessed, Totally favoured. You know, we're at home here in Kirikiri. This is our home. That's really been impressed on my heart this time, coming home. I could have come home weeks earlier. I missed Excite. But at the same time, I was a bit worried about coming home because I thought, I don't want to interrupt what God's doing here. It's like revival's happening. You know, things are going on as normal. It's great. That was a good feeling too but I missed everyone as well. We're at home here. Are you at home with God? You know, it says in Galatians 4 and verse 6, it says, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, that means daddy, father. Abba, father, daddy, daddy. Well, we've always known God as father, you know, but have we known him as our dad? He's daddy. He is passionate about us. You know, God wasn't known as father until Jesus came on the scene in the New Testament and, and introduced the father to us. If you look in Matthew and you read from chapter 5 to chapter 7, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, you see Jesus talking multiple times there about our father. And he, and he said, when you pray, you pray, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And, you know, and he introduced the Father to us. And he wanted us to come into that place and he kept mentioning about our Father. And your Father knows you have need of these things and he will supply and meet all your need. And he's introducing the Father to us. And he wants us to know what his Father's like. You know, the Lord Jesus was an awesome man. He was incredible. He was so secure, wasn't he? Wow, he was, he, he was so secure in his relationship with the Father. You know, when James was born, I still remember it to this day. When I held him in my arms and the, after he'd been born, I looked down, tears flowed down my cheeks. 
It was just so awesome to have a son, to have a, our firstborn son. It was wonderful. And, and thinking back about that this week, I've been thinking about how does the father feel? How did he feel when Jesus was born? We know that uh, the angels sang at his birth, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Boy, does it, if this world ever needs peace, it's today. If it ever needs goodwill, it's today. There's so much ill will out there today. They need Jesus and we've got to bring Jesus to the world today. That's you and I. Hallelujah. Because we're a secure people like Jesus. And God just, he's, he, it must have meant so much to him. I remember when heaven was open at his baptism in the River Jordan with John the Baptist was there baptizing and God declared over his son, this is my beloved son. In him I'm well pleased. And, and, and God is, well, who created all our emotions? Was it not God himself? He's an emotional God. He's also very happy. It's not one of my uh, things I'm going to be speaking about today, but maybe next week I might be able to talk about the happy God we've got. <laughs> I was thinking about that. He's also very happy. You know, there's joy even in heaven over one sinner that repents, the Bible says. God celebrates when, he, when, when we receive Jesus. All of heaven gets emotional about it and enter into the joy of it. And we're going to see in Kerikeri and Northland and Aotearoa and New Zealand, we're going to see many people receiving Jesus as Lord of their lives. God has called us for such a time as this. God is going to empower you to go out and impact our nation. That's why we're here this morning. We're not cons consumers here this morning, although we love to receive and enjoy the presence of our God, but we're producers. We're going out there to produce and to gather in a harvest for God. We're praying the Lord of the harvest that He might send forth laborers into His harvest, and we're the laborers that He's going to send because we're occupied with that. Be prepared for what He's about to do in your lives today, my brother and sister. And He's going to use every means Sorry, I tend to digress off my message here a little bit. That's all right. It's not digressing. It's just flowing, going with the flow. That's what we do in Northland, isn't it? We go with the flow. He uses all sorts of means. I love the way Ruth puts on the, uh, the productions, whether it's a Christmas production or with the youth, using all the, all the arts, you know, impact, and, and the lighting. God is a father of lights, you know. In the old days, we would have said, what's all this worldly stuff dancing in the church? And it's, you know, it's horrendous and lights and it's just, no, no. He, who created all that stuff? Who put it within us? What it, I won't go on too far on that. <laughs> Question is, are you at home with God? Jesus' prayer in John 17, verse 26 was, and I, he says, in his prayer, he says, and I have declared to them your name and will declare it why that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them Jesus is not selfish he's so secure as I said and he wanted us to share the same love you know sometimes in the natural we grasp even, even sometimes with children maybe we want to be a favorite maybe we don't want to share the love with others but Jesus wasn't like that 
He actually was so secure in God's love that he wanted to share it with us. The same love, the same blessings. He didn't say, no, why do you want all them? You got me, you know? No, no, he wanted to share it. Have you ever wondered what God thinks of you? He thinks of you all the time. Even in the Psalms, I think we read that his thoughts for us are more to be numbered than the sand on the seashore. We all know Jeremiah 29.11, the plans that he has for us. We often quote it because God thinks of us. He's our dad. He loves us. He cares for us. We don't need to stand at a distance. He wants to draw us in closer to himself, and he wants us to enjoy his loving embrace. And you'll always be, whether you're an adult or a young one, you'll always be a child in your daddy's eyes. He doesn't, he doesn't reject you when you get older. It's like he's just received you. His love is just the same. He rejoices over you. He delights in you. Praise his name. There's two things I want to tell you today, and the first one is God your dad is not angry with you. He's actually not angry with you. In life, sometimes there's failure and there's disappointment. Sometimes there's pain, a lot of pain. As we go through life, there's trials. There's sometimes tribulations. Sometimes there's that failure, and yet he's not ashamed of you. Rather, he just has unending waves of love and thoughts of blessing and goodness flowing out of his heart for you. The feeling of failure and, uh, and, and lack come from within. It doesn't come from God. He blesses us, and he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And Romans uh, 8 and uh, verse 15 to 17 says, You did not receive the spirit of, a bondage, of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, and there's that word again, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, not with our head. Spirits and our innermost being, the head's up here on top of the body, just for those of you that don't know. Got it? Head, spirit, 18 inches, hearts in between. The soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. But the spirit is where God dwells. His spirit is coming within. I better finish reading that. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's pretty awesome. Good family. Good DNA. Good dad. Children of God. Daddy. And if children, then heirs. Okay. Good inheritance. Praise his name. There's a lot there. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That's like, that's ridiculous. That's insane. And, he, and, and he's, he's so secure. He's even going to not only share the love of God with us, but the inheritance. We're joint heirs with Christ. Come on. Do we realize what is ours? All of heaven is behind you. You are ambassadors of heaven. You represent another land, another country, a heavenly one. That's why we pray on earth as it is in heaven. We're here as ambassadors of heaven to represent our heavenly Father in this place. And we are the light of the world this morning, and we see light flowing out from this place. And we go out from here, fired up, full of the Spirit. The Bible says keep on being filled with the Spirit. 
And we're like a cup that's full and running over. And we flow out to the nation. And the river of life flows out from here. Religion flows out from here. Life flows out from our spirit. We walk in the spirit. The Bible tells us to walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Are you at home with God? I'm totally at home with all this stuff. Like, I mean, why would I ever want to reject it and try and set, build a sandcastle out over here when I could stand here in Christ on the solid rock and just enjoy all that, all that He has for me? Why would I move away? Why would I even begin to even try by my own self-effort to build something outside of all that when God has put His hand to it and He's completed it? And Jesus said, it's finished. This is what the world needs. Good news. Good news. I was talking to uh, Shirley earlier, and we're memorizing back to uh, um, the way they used to preach. She was talking about some of her family and about the bad message, you know, about coming home, you're on your way to hell. That was the bad news. Why would we even want to preach the bad news when there's good news? We do mention that from time to time, but it's not the central theme. God hasn't left us here to try and save everybody. Jesus said it's finished. He's done the work. We declare the good news that salvation is completed and it's fully done. We're not here trying to do now what Jesus has already accomplished at the cross. Praise His name. And God has got a lot of time for us. He really has. He's got a lot of time for you guys. If you only knew the love that he has for you, it would transform your lives. It really would. And it's already doing it. I can see that. Hallelujah. Imagine a father out playing uh, with his five-year-old son, and he uh, looks down, he sees this big splinter in his thumb's finger, uh, son's finger or thumb. He says, son, when did you get that? And he says, well, a couple of days ago. But why don't you come to Daddy and tell me about it? Oh, I thought you wouldn't be interested. I thought you were too busy. Imagine how the heart of the Father would feel if that was the case. Sometimes we stand afar off from God. Sometimes we, we don't understand what He's really like. The theme of this month is the, heart, the Father's heart. And He just wants to bless you. He cares for you. He rejoices over you. He wants to be there involved in those little things. Perhaps you're wounded in some area of your life. Perhaps someone has said something to you that hurt you a bit. And you realize, oh, where'd that insecurity come from? I shouldn't feel like that. Take it to him. Take it to the Lord. He's interested in it. No matter how small or how great it is, he will sort it out for you. You can recline in his loving, loving embrace. Always remember that he is Abba Father to you. He is Daddy Father. And it says in Mark, the word Abba Father, this is the third place in the New Testament, it says it. Mark 14 and 36. And Jesus said, now this is, um, this is in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's going to the cross. The night that he's betrayed and he's there with the disciples. And of course they went to sleep, didn't they? And Jesus said Abba, Father. He says, Daddy. He says, Daddy. If, if all, all things are possible to you, all things are possible to you, 
Take this cup away from me. The cup of what he was about to suffer. The judgment that he was about to drink down on our behalf of the almighty God. He says, he was on the way to the cross and he says, take this cup away from me. No one in their right mind would ever want to go through what the Lord Jesus suffered on our part, behalf. Isaiah said of him, he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquity. And he took our place, the place that we deserved. And Jesus then said, he says, nevertheless, he says, not my will, not what I want, but what you want, Father. And I think as sons now of the living God, we can say, Father, your will be done in my life. Not as I want, but as you will. And Jesus has given us example, that example. And because of what he did at the cross, we are now accepted with the Father. You need to understand that. Your Father's not angry with you. He accepts you. He has dealt with everything that could, you could, everything that would ever come against you. And he's made you accepted. The disease of selfishness and sin, self-centeredness, is not accepted. And sometimes because we cling to things that we shouldn't, we feel unaccepted. But the truth is that you are accepted with your Father. Regardless, Jesus has taken it all. It's finished. It's done. It's dealt with. Of course, the disease of selfishness and self-centeredness can only be cured by Dr. Jesus. We need to come to him in repentance and receive him as Lord of our lives and make him Lord and not just go our own way, not just lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and be led of his spirit and his word. Praise God. The cross is a remedy. Something has to die for something to be re resurrected. Praise his name. Something has to die for something to be rejected. Is there a clock on the place? 11.01, I've got another half hour. <coughs> Hallelujah. You know, Evangeline, our child, uh, our daughter, that we've talked so much about this morning, there was a time when she was bullied at school. You know, and as parents, that's, that's a bit hard. We feel that, you know. Sometimes something wells up inside, you know, and you start... Start to get your heckles up a bit about this. You want to protect and you want to, I don't know, it's, I can't explain it, but I think you know what I mean. You know, God saw what they did to his son. They hated him without a cause. They were despised and rejected him. And if God got out of control and got his heckles up, the whole universe would have been destroyed. Imagine God getting really angry, unbridled anger. Can you imagine what would have happened? It would be more than just thundering outside. The whole universe would have been destroyed. Praise God, God and his love. His love is more powerful. There's a great feeling that God has for us, so powerful that it reaches out beyond all they could ever do to his son. It was really our sin that caused him to, to suffer and die. And yet God's love is so overwhelming that it's reached out and it superseded every other emotion that he could ever have. Praise his name. And we're recipients of the love of God. He's not angry with us. Thank God for that. We'd be lost for all eternity if he vented his anger against us. He's annoyed and angry with anything that would rob us. Yes, he, he, has, 
condemns sin at the cross because it's going to rob his kids from entering into everything that he has planned for them. But he's not angry with you. You know, we were coming back from Auckland with Evangeline on uh, Friday morning, and we're right back in Kerry, Kerry. As we're coming back from Auckland, we're going to arrive at 7.20, which we did. In the morning, Evangeline's saying, look, I could, I could make it to school. <laughs> Kids have a wonderful way of forgiving and forgetting. She was passionate about going back to school. It was the last day at school. We've arrived back just at the right time for the holidays. As teachers, Ian and Sophie know that, that's a good way to organize it with your kids. <laughs> Praise God. We've got it worked out well. She hasn't actually been to school too much this year. But there you go. Hopefully they forgive her. Are you at home with God? I really want the effect of this message today to be that you just really recline into the embrace of our Father. I've got another point to bring out. The second point is your Father delights in you. And we've covered a bit of that already. Who created the relationship of father and son? It was God. It was birthed in, its own, in his own heart. If we're passionate about our children and we're protective over our children and we love our children, how much more God? He really loves us and we share that same love that he had for Christ. Oh, it just blows my mind. This mind, this puny little mind is so far too small to receive that stuff. That's why we have a spirit that's a little bit bigger. But even then, there's so much more that God has for us. God can just turn things around. Chloe, our daughter, when she was uh, six years old, we realized that we didn't know up till then that she had a hearing problem. And she used to come home from school and say, I'm dumb and I'm, I'm this and that. And we prayed about it and we spoke out blessing over her. By the time she was eight years old, she's singing in, in the center here in the other auditorium in front of 200 and uh, 250 people in the audience, singing solos, a couple of solos, at eight years old after coming from that. God can actually take you from where you are now, and he can just totally transform your life and use you and raise you up to be such a blessing in our nation. Look at Chloe today. Remember Jesus when he was um, at the grave of Lazarus. He was friends with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. It was very near to his heart. And by the time he got there, Lazarus had been dead for four days and was in the grave, and Jesus wept. It's the first, smallest verse of the Bible. Nine letters, Jesus wept. And we see the heart of our, our God there as he sees death robbing this family. But then immediately he says, Lazarus, come forth, and what a change is brought in. It's, this is powerful. Our God is powerful. I don't know what circumstances you go through in life or what, 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 what small challenge that seems so big to you at the moment you're going through in life, but believe me, it's nothing to our God. You want to take it to your dad. Have an expe expectation for good and for blessing and for favor because God is your dad. He delights in you. And because Christ is in you, your hope of glory... You can expect the glory of God to shine through every area of your life. You really can. Whether it's in your family and with your children, whether they're going through tough times or there's disappointments, to threaten, God's glory, just take it to the Lord. Just take it to God in prayer. Your job, the glory of God can shine through and transform that. 
Don't be small-minded when it comes to these things. God has a very big heart and a big mind. Your ministry in the church or in the community, God can raise you up to heights that you never, ever dreamed of and never thought you'd ever go to. Your health, perhaps there's a challenge there. God has got healing for you. He lives in eternity and we live in time and sometimes there's a bit of a time lapse there, isn't there? But sometimes he comes out with a miraculous healing on the spot. Glory to God. And he's sovereign and we don't know, we don't question, we don't reason. We just believe that by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been made whole. And he can bless you in your finances. I remember at Carmel's wedding, Carmel and Reese got married. What a great day that was. A day of celebration really warmed the heart of a father and a mother. And, and, and that was a glorious time in our family. And then to watch them growing, and here he sitting with us today, he came in from overseas yesterday, and God's faithfully brought them in and brought them back safely. They have so much potential in their lives. Such, it warms our hearts to see them going on for the Lord. But with our children, no matter what happens, we can find a place of rest and peace, knowing that God's going to turn all things for good, no matter what challenge comes our way. It was so great to have the wedding yesterday with uh, Howie, and that was Honiana and Maria getting married out to tea at the Marae. That was an awesome time. Heaven came down in that place, I believe. There was just such an atmosphere there and such a witness. And Howie did such a great job talking about the difference between a covenant and a contract and how that a contract is with two people. And if that, it only takes one person to break a contract. You know, today they've uh, de uh, degraded marriage into being a contract. And if one doesn't keep the end of the bargain, then they get out and get divorced. But it's a covenant. And with a covenant, God has a covenant with us to bless us, as he did with Abraham. We're his kids. We're his children. We're the seed of Christ, born of the Spirit of God. And with a covenant, even if there's one party fails, the other one holds it up and can bring the love of God into a marriage and into a situation. You know, we're in covenant relationship with Almighty God, and if we fail, He holds up His end of the bargain. We cannot lose. We cannot lose. We're so blessed. And soon, there's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. Glory to God. We're all going to be gathered together with our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the greatest story ever told, the story of the gospel, you know. Jesus winning, His love winning and redeeming us back to God and creating a bride for Him, something that is suitable for Him. God desired and yearned for relationship. He's a relational God, and I just want you to just rest into His loving embrace this morning. You know, Jesus started with a pretty bad, desperate situation Mankind was in a desperate condition, but through infinite love and sacrifice, death and resurrection, something beautiful and suitable for the creator of the universe was formed. You guys have been raised up, seated with Christ in heavenly places, redeemed, blessed by him. You'd think that all the news medias in the world would be all over this story. They're actually not interested. They're actually interested in all the bad news. It's up to you and I to bring the good news to the world. Hallelujah. We're going to do that this week as we're out there in the community. Anyone got any water? We're just closing in now. 
Ruth, have you got a, a drop of water there? I'm getting a bit dry here. Don't no, dry preaching. Good. Hallelujah. We're just about to finish. The band are rushing us off stage. That's good. Glory to God. I want to finish on Isaiah 6. The vision that Isaiah had, when he saw the, the Lord, the glory of the Lord, he was high, high and lifted up. The Lord in all His glory and His train filled the temple. That train is like, never ends. The train of the Father's glory. You know, we are the temple of the living God. And the glory, the presence of Almighty God is here this morning. Jesus dwells in His people. He has made His abode. Him and the Father comes and makes their dwelling place here. He has already sent the Holy Spirit. Yes, but he's, they come themselves. And there's a train of glory that we can just draw on this morning. The presence of Almighty God. And it's life transforming when we come into His presence and we enjoy His presence and we draw on His glory. And it's ours and He's available to us. And we can be totally at home with God and just keep drawing from that eternal source in every area of our lives. We can just keep receiving. I like that word, receiving. To as many as received Him, to them gave He the right or the power to become the children of God even to those who believe in His name. That's us. We're believers. And we're drawing on that eternal glory and that eternal source from the Creator and Sustainer of all things. And we're taking that glory and that flow of life out to our nation this week. Praise His holy name. Are you at home with God? Let's just draw near to Jesus. Let's draw near to God, our Dad. Don't be distant this morning. As the band are going to start um, playing, I think it'd be good just to enjoy the presence of our Father, to enjoy His loving embrace this morning. I think, I think what we should do is get the leaders up, uh, Ian and Sophia, Dave and Glennis, Reuben, Ruth, John and Linda if you want. Come on up. And if you want to come forward and be prayed for or prophesied over, Let's see the gifts of prophecy. If you've got a gift of prophecy, let it operate. Speak out good. Declare the goodness of God over each other. A word of knowledge even this morning. We can pray if it's healing. If you want us to stand with you for anything, that, that'll be good too. If you've never received Jesus as Lord of your life, you can come forward and just tell someone, I want to receive Jesus this morning. I want to stand in the place where He stood. I want to enjoy the love of a heavenly father, a heavenly dad that he had for Jesus. I want, I want to be in that place. And you can come forward this morning. So it's an opportunity for us just as whanau, just to minister to one another. Come on up, leaders, and we'll do that now. And if you want to walk forward, if you want to stand where you are, that's fine. But if you want to come forward for prayer, prayer prophecy, a word of knowledge, we'll just let it flow as we enjoy the eternal glory of our God among us, moving among us, ministering to us, in Jesus' name and for His name.